0: Welcome to the Her God Speaks podcast special Tuesday feature called Hermeneutics Tuesdays. Yes, that's Tuesdays with an H, where we are seeking to become better interpreters of the Bible, one 10 minute episode at a time. I'm your host, April Spears. Let's learn stuff together. We have been talking about the importance of being a good tourist of the Bible, which involves making an intentional effort to grasp the cultural and historical context of a passage. Because, and this is so huge, we cannot answer the question, what does this passage mean until we first seek to answer the question, what is? did this passage mean? Now, I am not a historian who specializes in ancient Israelite or Greek culture. Chances are you aren't either. So we should do our best to engage with primary sources as much as we can, but mainly need to find ourselves some go-to biblical scholars whose hermeneutical method is founded on deep respect for the cultural and historical context of the original author and audience. I gave you a few of my favorites in the last episode. And, you know, I should probably stop and say that these episodes are not strategically planned. Um, they're kind of like whatever's on my mind at the time. I have a lot of random thoughts and ideas related to biblical hermeneutics and I feel like you need to know there's no like master plan. There's no real strategy. Um there's no plan at all, really. <laughs> so we're just kind of like I mean, I guess these episodes are are loosely connected, but um just know I'm I'm just kind of I'm not I'm not winging it. I mean, I have notes here in front of me, but You know, you know what I'm saying. So anyway, today I want to illustrate the importance of cultural context by way of political cartoons. Now, as you know, political cartoons rely heavily on images and exaggeration to communicate something that is happening in the world of politics. For example, a lot of political cartoons will feature a donkey and an elephant, Now, literal donkeys and elephants have zero involvement in American government. What goes without saying for any American looking at those cartoons is that the donkey represents the Democratic Party and the elephant represents the Republican Party. Our brains translate those images that way automatically. Now, I want to develop this a little further by reading you an excerpt from a book called Death to Deconstruction by Joshua Porter. The subtitle is Reclaiming Faithfulness as an Act of Rebellion. It's a beautifully crafted book. I originally listened to it, but liked it so much that I had to get a hard copy that I could write in. All right. So Joshua Porter writes this. It says, imagine a world in which the human civilization we know is a thing of the distant past. Imagine sophisticated superbeings of some far-flung future excavate the ancient ruins of Washington, D.C. and Manhattan. Two of these interdimensional travelers, students studying a world that once was, they pull from the fossilized remains of a fallen city fragments from a prehistoric image. It's a photograph of George W. Bush standing beside Barack Obama. They recognize the species, humans, They recall their teachers mentioning that Earth's archaeological record indicates that these particular humans were rulers of some kind. But what comes next is the discovery of a lifetime, a second parchment, this one almost perfectly intact. It's a political cartoon. In it, a caricature of Obama sits perched on planet Earth, pensive, reading a book about ISIS, while the Middle East goes up in flames. In the second panel, a predictably cartoony George Bush wearing a holstered gun and cowboy boots deliberately doctors the burning Middle East with a wrench and a missile. The ground is scattered with screws and band-aids. Obama's panel is captioned, The Thinker, and Bush's, The Tinkerer. The young superbeings feel as if incredible new light has been cast on the world of the past, Clearly, these particular humans possess the ability to grow their form to massive sizes in order to rule perched on the planet itself. Their ears, for reasons yet unknown, became particularly huge during this process. The super beings can't read English, but a translation device suggests that the word on the left, thinker, has to do with thought, and the word on the right, tinkerer, has to do with machines. Thus, this reliable historical document clearly teaches that one of these gigantic planet-sized gods was the mind of the Earth and that he was empowered by the ancient Egyptian god Isis, as the book in his hand indicates. The second god must have maintained the mechanical functionality of the planet using enormous god tools and special god boots. As these two students revel in the thrill of discovery, One of their teachers overhears them and approaches to see what all the fuss is about. Eyeing the document in question, the teacher scoffs. You dorks, the teacher says. This image doesn't mean any of those things. That's not what it was for. Students look at each other, confused. And what is it for? This is how people read the Bible. Like a bunch of clueless, interdimensional superbeings misinterpreting a political cartoon. And this is how you build churches on all sorts of crazy things. The interdimensional students, embarrassed and frustrated, cast the political cartoon to the dust from whence it came. We were duped, they lament. This document isn't trustworthy at all. The entire expedition, they regret, has been a wash, and they return to their ship empty-handed. Now, let me ask you, was the problem in the story that the political cartoon was lying, that it had no correlation to reality? No. The problem was the interdimensional super beings failing to first understand what a political cartoon is, and second, failing to see the political cartoon through the eyes of the original artist and audience. Joshua Porter's right. We do this with the Bible all the time, particularly the parts of scripture that heavily employ imagery and metaphor, which is a lot of scripture. I wonder, have you ever heard anybody brag about taking the Bible literally? The Bible says it, I believe it. I take the Bible literally. It's like a badge of honor in some Christian circles. So I want to talk about that next time. Bye, guys.